All right, we just spent three hours talking about our favorite TV and our favorite movies from 2020. Whole bunch of picks, but there's still some stuff that we, we wanted to talk about. We didn't want to let it slip through the cracks. So we're talking about some of our underrated gems from 2020, the movies that we couldn't stop thinking about, even if they didn't necessarily appear on our best of list or our honorable mentions list. I know for me, there's a bunch of movies that I thought were really special, even if they didn't necessarily blow me away. There was aspects to them that I, I thought were unique and worth celebrating and I was really happy to get the chance mm-hmm. to watch them. One of those movies for me is The Climb, uh, directed nice. by Michael Angelo, Angelo Covino. Nice. Uh, this is a movie that kind of was bouncing around the festival circuit for a little while. It's a really interesting look at a friendship that evolves over many years uh, as they go through ups and downs, both the characters and their friendship going through ups and downs. I liked this long-term look at the way that a friendship develops. I think we've maybe had some movies that are a little more focused on family relationships or romantic relationships and how they evolve through the years. But there's also something to the way that two friends, even friends who may not necessarily uh, be the right fit for one another, how, how that relationship can grow and change and work through ups and downs of uh, your life. And also, I think it's a movie that had a pretty interesting style of direction, too, with these long shots, these long takes that leave you in the moment with the characters. I think it's something that impressed me both on a technical level and on the the writing level. I I think it was a really good script and a really interesting story. So, yeah, The Climb is definitely one of the movies that I, I... wanted to make sure I I spotlight because it's a really interesting story. I know, Amanda, you like this one as well. Yeah, I would have put it on this list, and maybe I still can if we really want to speed this along. But yeah, uh, yeah. okay, let's do that. I uh, really ended up liking this. I I caught it at Sundance this year. And it's like, it's just one of those things. It's so funny, like right from the get-go, like something happens. (laughs) And it's just, it gets you right from there as you're watching this like super like tumultuous relationship between these two, this these lifelong friends. And you're kind of left wondering like, why are they friends at all? And it just keeps winding, but it was so, I'm really excited to see it again. Which I, and it stayed with me since I saw it, which I always think is is a good, is a good sign. Awesome. Art, tell me what about one of your picks. Uh, I saw so many docs this year, but there was one that stood out that I hope gets a, a nice little push called Cane Fire. It's a story about Hawaii and how it's been used throughout for various different you know, things from uh, uh, filming to the way that it's been occupied and inhabited. Uh, I was able to catch this one at Indie Memphis and I thought it did a great job. There's been a lot of like tinier docs. Chicago had the road up and there was Waging Change, which is a good one about tipping. Um, but this is one of those docs that I wish had a little bit more of a push because I think it's a beautiful look at the changes Hawaii has gone through and everything that's changed from it becoming a state, but also how it's been reflected on film. That's like the craziest part of the documentary is that it goes back and it shows you all of this footage about how it's been captured, how it's been shown to you. But that's not necessarily how Hawaiians see it. Mm-hmm. Fascinating doc. Highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, that's not one that's really on my radar, so I'm going to have to try and catch up with that mm-hmm. one as well. Um, I'll throw out another recommendation here, which is uh, Quentin Depew's Deerskin. It starred mm-hmm. Jean Dujardin and Adele Hanel. It's just really interesting, quirky story about a man who becomes obsessed with this uh, designer deerskin jacket, and he becomes a little bit delusional about uh, what this jacket represents and who it, the kind of person it can make him seem to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it, It's one of those stories with the character 
character who likes to lie and the lie gets him further and further uh, into a situation. But I, I think it's just got this quirky energy to it, this really unique style that I, only a guy like Quentin Depew would make uh, that just kept surprising me and gave me some really fun, dark laughs. I, it takes a, a certain turn halfway through the movie that I, I thought was hysterical in a perverse way. Uh, I, I know maybe Art would pick Mandibles, Mandibles another movie that he had earlier so. this year. Yeah, that one was um, good. Yeah, I didn't get to catch that one, but I really yeah. love Deerskin. I know we turned on Taylor J. Williams to it too, who also really liked this one. So I liked it a lot it's too. A, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just one of those like underrated movies that's going to slip through the cracks. Only 77 minutes long, but really a delight. Worth your time. Yeah. Hell yeah. That and Buffalo were like those comedies that yeah. Oh, yeah. I to, gotta like, check sizzle out Buffalo. in the background, but never yeah. uh, never really like caught onto the mainstream, but were still really good. Yeah. I need Absolutely. to check that out. Uh, recommendation from me. I kind of mentioned it a little bit in our, when we were talking about the best movies, but I'm just, I'm going to throw it unpregnant. I just thought it was yeah. really charming, really fun. Um, considering the subject matter, I keep using the word fun, but it's literally about a, a girl who's trying, she's traveling across state lines to get an abortion because she can't do it in her own state because she wouldn't be able to get one without letting her family know and i think yeah. it also just turns into like a really interesting look what it does that never really sometimes always doesn't really get into it it deals a little bit more with that fallout of family because she's kind of on a journey with her best friend and there's the dynamic of like the, the struggles that the best friend's having too but it was still just a really kind of like uplifting movie considering uh the subject matter and uh, i definitely think you should uh, people should check it out nice yeah, yeah uh, sort of the reverse side of never really sometimes <laughs> always is. i guess but uh it really yeah is. another word to check out mm-hmm. art what else you got this year was great for these independent thrillers there was a, a couple of out mm. there that did make my list but uh, i would say white lie was one that we were able to catch at, yeah. uh, at a couple of film festivals it showed up at philly mm, and i believe uh new fest i really Newfest enjoyed it yeah. yeah i really enjoyed this one um i would highly recommend checking it out because it's about this girl who is lying about having a condition, I'll say that much. I'm not sure how much it spoils in the trailer, oh. but it's one lie after another lie after another lie. And mm-hmm. these aren't just lies to her loved ones. This is lies to institutions to be able to get <laughs> funding of some kind. And she's always mm-hmm. having to pull a Cartman, hiding one lie with another lie. Uh, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> um, and it's up there with other thrillers like A Good Woman is Hard to Find. Uh, that mm-hmm. again, this would have been the time to catch these movies. And now... Right. Without them, like, if, if more stuff was coming out, these would have been buried completely. But I know this one's yeah. available, uh, I believe, on VOD. I'm hoping so. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's Canadian, I like this I one think. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a, oh, a really interesting one. I think. I'm pretty sure. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting one. I, it's one of those movies that takes you, like, step by step as you watch this woman's life completely unravel. And I liked mm-hmm. the minutia in how it approached this story, how you, you see just like, you see this lie slipping through her fingers, mm. right? Performance is never boring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Amanda, do you have one more? I do have one more. Uh, my last for my third, I'll put uh, The Kid Detective. I just caught this the hey. other day. I'm a big Adam Brody fan. Like, I've loved him since I, I was, like, really sick for two weeks out of school and watching The O.C. on a marathon <laughs> nonstop. I've been a huge fan of him, and I want to see him in more leading roles. This is just kind of, like, uh, an interesting movie about uh, this guy who's now an adult, but when he was younger, started getting a bunch of notoriety for 
solving these local cases and stuff and then you know one really bad thing happens that he isn't even given the opportunity to really solve um and it basically paints the rest of his life you end up with one of these like failed child prodigy situations um but Hmm. uh, the last 30 minutes really weave it together and and when it comes around full circle with everything so i I had a fun time with it and i think it's something that you know i think most people would enjoy it if they if they checked it out yeah it has a really cool premise has a pretty cool premise and a, a pretty good trailer, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I was curious about this one, so I'll have yeah. to check it out. Yeah, sure. uh, my last pick here is a movie that, in some ways, I feel like is similar to my number one choice of the year, Minari, because it's uh, also the story of a young boy. Uh, but it, to me, I think the difference is that the, this one has major la- major only child energy, <laughs> uh, which I, I know from experience, there's like a particular kind of only child experience. I'm going with Andrew Ahn's Tribeca award-winning film Driveways, uh, mm. with, which of course stars Hong Chow and so Brian, the last performance from the late I Brian Dennehy as well, who I'm still hoping Brian Dennehy picks up a supporting actor nomination at the Oscars Uh, but I I just love how this story is about this kid sort of Look, looking for answers and trying to find his way in like a big scary world. He's in an unfamiliar setting when he and his mom go to the house of her dead sister to try and clear it out. She becomes friends with uh, the next door neighbor who's a veteran of the Korean War and there's other kids in the neighborhood but he doesn't know how to play with them and I, th- I think it really gets to that occasional loneliness that certain type of loneliness that you can get when you're a young child and you don't really know what to do with yourself right I I think it's a really beautifully told story about a particular aspect of childhood that I don't know if I've seen documented a lot and I related a lot to uh, aspects of this story I thought it was just one of those very precious movies that uh, is special in its own way there's not like a a lot technically that is mind blowing about this but it's such a well told story I loved Driveways that one's available on uh, Hoopla which we mentioned a lot so all you need is a library card and you can, oh, you can catch this. It. I'm going to have to rewatch this one because they, they do just little things that the, you know, be, it's the directing and it's the acting where these are like mm-hmm. real characters where he knows what he, he knows what to do when his mom throws out the cigarette without our girl Hung Chao. About it. She <laughs> killed it. Fantastic. That was great. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your last pick? <laughs> Dude, you just mentioned like a small drama. There's so many great dramas <laughs> that came out, but I, I got one mm-hmm. in particular, but shout out Papicha, shout out Residue, shout out Freeland, shout out St. Francis, but shout out The Killing of Two Lovers, the movie I missed at Sundance that I got the chance to catch at a festival and it blew me away. It's a very simple story. It is marriage story, but they're not rich. It's marriage story, <laughs> but they're not in LA or New York. They are in Utah. And it's yeah. not just about this like marriage that... <laughs> It's not so much that it's falling apart, but they're growing apart. They're growing in completely different ways. And you get to see both perspectives, which Marriage Story does uh, very well as well. But this is just mm-hmm. way more stripped down and independent. You almost feel like the entire thing is um, hmm. improv, but it's all written down. Even the performances from the kids are fantastic because they're the director's own kids. A lot of the sequences <laughs> that you see here, it's shots that don't cut away. It is all on the performance. And that damn score. You're wondering, <laughs> what are those noises? And they have a whole featurette, so I won't spoil a, spoil oh, wow. what it is, but it is using the environment of the world for the score in and of itself. I wish I had the chance to see this on a bigger screen. It looks beautiful, especially with the aspect ratio that it has uh, right there in the beautiful snowy 
Utah. Uh, and it's also yeah. a story not just of this um, family and marriage, but also kind of like that part of America. And mm. I want to talk about it more with you guys once you guys get the chance to catch it. The Killing of yeah. Two Lovers. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I've got a screener sitting in my inbox, so I'm definitely going to catch up with that one soon so we oh, can talk about it. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, hook yeah. me up with the yeah. links for, well, the, <laughs> the emails. Hook me up with the email so I can ask for a link. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, there's a lot of great movies that came out this year. Just wanted to give you a few extra ones, the ones that maybe won't be showing up on a lot of best of lists but are totally worth your time and uh, make sure you should catch before it gets too late. They move, they go away forever. <laughs> Disappeared. Yeah. You can only watch 2020 movies in 2020. That's it. We're probably going to put this video out in 2021. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 